This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. We've waited for so, so long for the football season to be back. We've had the competitive games, the pre-season games, but now the action is back. And Mansfield Town are one game and one point in. A goalless draw at home to Tramia Rovers kickstarts the 2020-2021 season. This is the Cooldown post-match reaction show. Get your comments in now and let us know what you thought of the game. We're here for the next 35 minutes as the Stags are underway and the next chapter begins. A very good evening and welcome to the show for the fans, by the fans. Football is back. The season is back. Mansfield Town are back. One game in, unbeaten, one clean sheet. All right, we haven't scored any goals yet, but still, there's lots to be worked upon. My name's Craig Priest. Joining me from a virtual location, it, it feels weird to be in different locations now. Nathan Edge, after we were with, was with each other on Tuesday, are you okay? You, are you well? Have you woken up yet is the most important question. Yeah, yeah, good Good morning, uh, Craig. Good morning, everyone at home. Uh, isn't it typical? You know, we uh, we, we wait for, for months and months. We've been counting down. I remember when we uh, when we started, was it 60 days when we started counting down for the start of the season? Yeah. And we are, um, you know, fed a delightful nil-nil draw. I mean, uh, that's just literally, it's, it's typical, isn't it, of, <laughs> of, 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 of 2020, I think, for us. It really is. Uh, how this works, of course, if you've not tuned in before, we are trying to recreate that post-match sort of 
chat and an atmosphere which you'd get after the game those conversations you'd have in the car on the way home on the bus or in the pub or whatever we're going to bring to you over the next 35 minutes we're going to set a clock of 30 minutes to talk all about um, the game which we've just seen and we want you guys at home to get involved to get involved in the comments have your say on the match your opinions who stood out who didn't stood out what were good moments what were bad moments any sort of thing you'd say as a post-match reaction get them in right now I have to say I haven't seen uh, the results from elsewhere in League 2 as yet so I will have a look uh, at those uh, later on but for us Nathan Edge obviously a nil-nil draw at home to Tranmere Rovers and I think it's time to start the countdown so our 30 minutes uh, to talk all about the goalless draw with Tranmere Rovers starts now Uh, first and foremost then your immediate reaction at the full-time whistle a nil-nil draw yeah I mean a little bit disappointed because I think we actually deserved more out of it. Um, you know, without creating masses and without really challenging, you know, we never really made, uh, you know, their, their keeper work too hard until uh, I think it's probably what the 89th minute and yeah. Sinclair, uh, you know, takes a, takes a chance, but, um, it didn't have a massive amount to do before that. We, we were still the better side. We were still more creative than Cambridge, uh, Cambridge, Tranmere. Uh, yeah, I told you I hadn't loved that for a while. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, I think we probably did deserve, deserve a win, but uh, you know, at least, you know, we, uh, probably like last year, we might have, um, might have conceded. So we haven't, we haven't lost the game at least. So the positive, we can say it's a point on the board and we're, we're off the mark in, in that in that sense. Yeah, I have to say, look, you know, obviously going from Tuesday night where the last two minutes of the game sort of discouraged us a little bit. You know, we considered two sloppy goals in as many minutes to go into the last two minutes of this game. I felt we were a lot better. We had a lot more fight, a lot more energy, uh, and just a lot more about us in general. Really, and I think that's a, a pleasing thing to take away. I'm looking for more positives to take away from today than negatives, and I think that was one of them. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't think there are too many negatives you actually could take away, literally apart from the fact that we didn't put the ball in the net uh, and probably pretty created a little bit more. But, you know, we, we can build on that. I think um, when you reflect over pre-season and if you count the, you know, the two com- competitive, uh, in quotes, uh, cup matches, uh, if you count them into it as well, I think the, probably the things that we were going to be most worried about is our defence. Uh, whereas, yes, granted, probably... Tramia didn't, uh, I don't know, they didn't show much going forward themselves anyway. But when they did, I, you know, we, we looked quite solid. We, we were never really stretched. Um, I think I can only really remember uh, Stack only making one save. So, yeah. um, you know, we really didn't look troubled, uh, you know, in, in the defensive factor. It was just more about, more about what we can do as a team going forward. Let's go to some of your guys' comments at home. A lot of them flooding in. Keep them coming in. Really want to hear from you guys. This is much uh, as a platform for you to have your say after the game as it is us. Um, so keep them coming in. Uh, Mark says, uh, enjoyed it today. John says, I think Harrogate are going to sneak under the radar and surprise us. So they were 2 up at half-time. Like I said earlier, not seeing the full-time scores uh, as yet. Ewan says, uh, a very positive start. Think per- Personnel may change when we get players back fit and firing, but miles better than anything we saw last year. Uh, Kevin says, I would like to see uh, what Reed could do. Mark says, played well today. No lack of effort, commitment. Uh, just lacked a cutting edge up 
up front. Um, Menayese, Cook and O'Keefe stood out for me. If we start firing up front, we'll be there this season. Wayne says, great performance, but worried about not putting the ball in the net again, but still early days. Paul says, thought most of the team played well. Ollie Clark, O'Keefe, except for his crossing, and Charlesley and Andy Cook had good games Um Defence played very well. My man of the match, Andy Cook. Uh, Peter says, promising lads, some decent performances today. Tranmere came for a point and we needed a little bit more luck in front of goal. Um, that was a, a phrase for me which which Martin and Dean said quite often in the commentary, Nathan, that Tranmere came for a point. And me and my dad were watching that. And for us, we disagreed. I think that slightly overshadows how good we were defensively to sort of not give them too much of the ball like you said earlier Steck only had to make one save defensively we looked completely different we looked very very solid and that's you know from front to back as well yeah I think it's a bit of a, a balanced act really I think uh, you know I don't think Tramia were particularly very good today and I don't you know I don't know if that's just because of how they did sell obviously they did only start out with with one striker so you know that would normally tell you that you are they, you know they have probably set up to be a little bit more defensively uh, but at the same time, you know, like I said earlier, that the, the occasions they did come forward, we didn't really look troubled. You know, there, there was a very—I can only really think of two occasions. Like I say, the one where Steck made the save, and there was another point. I think it was around the 80-minute mark where they started putting in on, on a tiny bit of pressure in compared, comparison to what they were doing before that. Where um, I think it might have been Otis who, who got in there and pulled a, pulled the cross back. Uh, you know, and, and that was quite a threatening moment. But aside from those two. Incidents. I can't, you know, really say they they challenge as much, and I think that is is credit to our defence. Uh, you know, Sweeney, Maynays, and uh, and Roth, and you know, they they uh, when they had to, they put the you know they put the bodies on the line, especially Sweeney uh, on several occasions. So, you know, we do have to to, to credit them. They, you know, they did the job that they had to do. Uh, but yeah, I, I probably say it was a uh, 50-50, as in. The fact that Tramia wasn't very good going forward today, and 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 fifty percent we were we were solid at the back. I have to say as well, I think what we've lacked so so much in the last couple of years or so is a midfield engine, and I think Ollie Clark certainly brings that to our side, doesn't he? I'm really excited about Clarky. I think um, obviously we saw saw him you know more on uh, as well on against uh, Manchester City. Uh, midweek and then obviously again today and I just think he's, he has got that bit of leadership in there and I think that's probably what we, uh, we we missed quite a lot last season so I think he's going to be that that anchor point in that midfield probably the number one uh, you know player you'd expect to be in there and he, he's then you you hope you your likes of uh, Charlesley and, and Maris uh, or or your Sinclairs etc James Perch that they come on and and sort of uh, you start getting a bit of a partnership with them in there to start creating some chances because I felt we did okay creative wise as in but but most of our attacking threat was was coming through O'Keefe yeah. down the right and after a while you know teams are going to figure that out pretty quickly so I think we need to be a little bit more creative in the aspect of rather than uh, you know focusing on just giving it O'Keefe who I thought was superb today and and was very threatening uh, I think we just need to uh, show a few more I don't know 
few more bits of creativityness like from the midfield three as well. I, I think going forward. Yeah, I think like you say there, we, we had a little bit of bounces, but we it's certainly not the, the finished article in, in that terms. You mentioned like James Perch to come back in. Obviously, Tyrese Sinclair did well when he came on. He only sort of had eight minutes or so, but was so unlucky not to win it for us um, late on. There's a lot in there in that engine room it's about getting it to click my worry when I saw the, the starting lineup. incidentally by the way um, one for the OCD amongst us we actually played 1-11 to 11, which I thought was quite funny yeah I don't know when the last time that ever happened but no. uh, I'd imagine we're going back quite a long time yeah I certainly imagine so yeah um, yeah one of the things for me when I saw the team sheet was the fact that um, Clark had not played with you know Charles Lee and, and Maris so I was interested to see um, in particular how that dynamic would work and I felt it, it worked really well obviously in the, the game Tuesday night Alistair Smith and Tyrese Sinclair uh, both played alongside him so it was very different but it worked quite well I felt Maris did a lot of the stuff off the ball some nice little touches and, and got us moving and what impressed me the most about that midfield was whenever we sort of moved into a position and sort of say, for example, if Clark could pick it up and sort of drive it wide, players would drop into the spaces. We weren't leaving massive gaps and, and leaving ourselves exposed. And when you come up against a side like Tranmere, who, who've got the capabilities to sort of turn on a sixpence quite quickly and, and hit you on the counter, that's valuable. And that's going to be valuable in League Two as long as we keep that consistency of players dropping in and filling those gaps. Yeah, and you think this, this, is, this is game one, so... You like to think the more the players get to get to play together, the better they're going to get an understanding of of, of each other, and um, hopefully that sort of you know teamwork will will improve going forward. Um, you know, certainly to start to understand each other's strengths a little bit more as well, and and, and one of the even weaknesses that's where they can uh, work together. And I think that'll be um, you know last season we I think we lost most of our battles in midfield, so and it's such a, a key key area of the pitch. So for us to um, you know, the early signs are it looks like we are we are certainly much stronger in that area than they were last year that last year so yeah it's only positive uh, going forward keep your comments coming in we've got about 20 minutes left of the post match the cool down post match reaction show um we'll talk a little bit as well about how weird it was today because obviously a lot of fans will have only probably watched on the stream for the first time today we know sometimes supporters don't like to watch pre-season games, they just like to watch league games and things like that. So we'll talk a little bit uh, about that. Joe says, uh, talking about the game, solid at the back, just lacked in front of goal today. Midfield works hard, clean sheet, positive start. Um, obviously, Andy Cook and Jordan Bowery um, up front. What did you make of uh, their performances? Cook, for me, out of the two, really, really impressive. Yeah, I was, I'd, I'd definitely say that. He's probably um, a, a contender for the, for the man of the match for me. Um, you know, he... I think the work rate from him was was most impressive. You know, it, it was he he didn't really give anything up, um, and he was, he seemed really hungry. And there was quite a few occasions where, uh, you know, he chased down a, a ball that you'd think would be a lost cause, and most would have, uh, you know, would have just just left that and and regrouped, repositioned, and you know, got ready for for the next one. But he uh, he chased a lot down, which actually put the Tramia you know, defense under pressure. Uh, and, it, and it got us further up the pitch, so credit has to be uh, given to him for that. I don't know if that's a factor because it's a fact, you know, it's against Tramir, his, his sort of old old team. So whether you know is, is a little bit up for it more than usual, or whether this is just uh, you know a, a new Andy Cook that we can expect to see for the rest of the season. Obviously, I hope so because uh, it, you know, I think it's uh, sort of testament to how 
uh, Cochrane wants them to play as well. You know, it wasn't just him that was pressing there. A lot of them did that, but for me, he stood out. But, you know, aside from the pressing factor, he also won quite a lot in the air. And, um, you know, I just, I just opened that chance. You know, Bowie got a couple of chances. I was kind of hoping yeah. it would fall to, to Cook because we know he, uh, you know, he can find the back of the net sometimes out of nowhere. So, yeah, the one on really one today, chances wise, but, you know, he, he worked hard nevertheless. Yeah, mentioning Bowery there, obviously, the one on one in the first half, you, you, you're sort of off your seat a little bit and expecting the back of the net to bulge. Maybe he gets a little bit unlucky that the fact that, you know, it's hit his right foot rather than ran across it to, to get a clean strike and he's left. But all the work in the build up was again done by Andy Cook. Yes, yeah. So, um, you know, it'll be a matter at the moment, you know, based on a couple of performances we've seen so far, it's probably uh, who's going to take the shirt to be alongside Cook because Cook uh, at the moment has, is, has earned his place in that in that starting eleven. Um, it's a matter of now of who's who's going to be that partnership with him. And, uh, you know, Bowie, he did OK. He, you know, he wasn't awful. Um, he Again, he, he worked hard. It's just a shame that the couple of chances that did uh, fall for him obviously uh, he wasn't able to take but again it's early doors um, you, you get that with strikers at this point of the season but you know you've got the likes of, when you look at the bench you've got players the likes of uh, Jamie Reid Nicky Maynard two, two you know quality players that can potentially come on there and obviously Danny Rose when he's back from injury so uh, there's going to be a lot of competition there so I don't think uh, Barry will have too many opportunities to miss chances like that because it kind of, if it was to continue uh, there's going to be other players knocking on the door Yeah of course uh, Danny Rose that's worth mentioning missed out today um, tight hamstring which means he's not really trained uh, so much this week which is explains his absence but with the way the fixtures fall uh, this year I don't think it's going to be particularly one eleven anyway it's certainly going to be uh, players are going to get their opportunities they're going to get the chances and it's um, it's one of them where you know I think it's about finding the right partnerships I, I mean I'm not so keen on Bowery and Cook as a partnership purely because they're two similar type players that's taking nothing away from them because I felt like we've said we've mentioned Cook quite often I felt Bowery actually did quite well in the defensive side of the game as well and helping make those little bits of intricate movement sort of dropping in and creating space which which was good but we, like you say we need that clinical edge and with Jamie Reid, Nicky Maynard, Danny Rose, you know, we've we've also, you know, got your attacking flair players to add into the mix as well. We've got a good bunch there and I think that's the only thing which was missing today, a goal. Yeah. Um that 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 would have I think if we got that first goal, um, yeah, we we, we could have maybe got a couple more, but it's that you know, it's, it's a cliche, isn't it? But uh, you know, that that first goal would have been so important and we, we were knocking on the door, certainly a lot more than, than Tranmere were, but uh for for whatever reason it just didn't didn't fall for us really and uh you know, obviously, we we hit the bar in the first yep. half, albeit you know it was a bit of a bit of a fluke. So I, I think it came off a defender, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know that that easily could have could have gone in, and that could have really uh, kickstarted our you know our, our season. But it, it wasn't to be, and that's kind of how the the whole game were. And I think as we sort of started to get into the thirty uh, fifth minute or so, I kind of just had this feeling it's going to be a nil nil draw, and uh, obviously it turned out to be so. Yeah, the uh, it. it they all count when they go in, but yeah, I think sometimes you can tell the nil-nil draws and a lot of that comes down to the crowd, which we'll come on to in a minute. Uh, another comment from Richard. Uh, I thought the game went pretty well. Graham Cochrane told everyone who would listen that the team would work hard. They did. Play with power. They did. Just missed that finishing, tub, uh, finishing touch. 
The subs that were made were the right ones. I just wish they were made five to ten minutes earlier to give them the chance to make something happen, as Sinclair almost did. Would you have been uh, round? Uh, would you have jumped out of the hot tub uh, and been swilling the shirt around your head if uh, Sinclair had put that in the back of that? I presume you you listened to it in the hot tub, right? Uh, no, the oven yeah. turned off for the year, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I've, uh, so well, I was I was outside sunbathing, so same difference really. The fair play. Uh, no, I mean, what a moment that would have been. Mm. Uh, not not just for us, not for the not just for the uh, you know the club and the we were in the first game and things like that, but but for the young lads. I mean, uh, for him to come on, obviously, like I say, he only got sort of eight to ten minutes, so he didn't have much time to uh, you know to to make an impact. But I just had this feeling that he was going to be that little bit of creative spot that we needed for that last sort of. Uh, you know, ten minutes or so, and uh, it would have just been so so good for for, for him if that did uh, hit the hit the back of the net uh, to to give us three points. What what a sort of uh, fairy tale start that would have been to uh, to his sort of professional uh, league league career. And it just it also reaffirms Graham Cochran's, um statement that he is going to give opportunities to younger players. You know, we had other midfield players on the bench that he could have utilised, or you know, brought maybe Jamie Reid on and. And maybe Kellen Gordon, but he didn't. He went with went with Sinclair, who has definitely earned his opportunity. And, and you've got to credit um, a Graham Cochrane for giving it to him, and also b Tyree Sinclair for consistent, consistent performances. That's what, you can't really not give him the opportunity, can you? Because uh, you know when he has played uh, in in in, certain, in the friendlies and obviously the competitive games that we've had so far, uh, he's impressed. So sometimes you have to forget, you know, you're, to a certain extent. Uh, his age and in the day if, if he's good enough then he's old enough so uh, you know he has he has shown a lot of potential he's shown some some quality and uh, you know I, I knew when when he was warming up I was actually getting a little bit of excited you know a bit excited to, to, to see what he could do and um, you I, I don't usually you don't usually get that you know from from most players but especially when it's one of your younger yeah. you know, your young players coming through you don't really expect somebody to to I don't know to come on and, and change the game. So, but with him, I think you, you know that he has got that ability in there. So hopefully, throughout the season, he'll you know start getting a bit more experience under his belt and uh, you know be, become a good player for us. Yeah, certainly hope so. I certainly think it won't be the last we see of him. It won't be uh, a cat. I don't think there'll be cameo appearances uh, either I think he will get some starts at some point Leighton Orient of course away next week uh, Clive says it's refreshing to have a working midfield let's touch upon that a little bit um, as well a lot of the time last season we were sort of going from, from back to front playing a lot of directional play and whilst there was the odd occasion of playing direct today down the flanks we did work it through the midfield and even off the ball, the three, the midfield three of um, Maris, Charles Lee, and of course the captain Clark worked very, very well. They were the engine, and a lot, we won a lot of the ball in transition and created some chances. On the, some chances. I need to put my teeth back in. Some chances on the counter as well, and uh, I, I think that's certainly, like Clive says, that's certainly refreshing to to see and to have. Yeah, well, I'd love to see some some stats of the game actually, because. Uh... Uh, from, from from sort of what I can remember, I, I feel like most of the time we actually won the ball was, was in that midfield. So um, you know they 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 really did break break up the, the play really well, uh, which then you know got us going. So uh, you know I think that I'd, I'd love to know sort of how 
obviously the club would have the stats because they always do it in the uh, in the post match analysis. Well, I, I, it's funny you should say that because I, I anticipated you going down that road, Nathan Edge. So I've got them up. <laughs> I've got I've got not the in depth analysis which the club will have, obviously, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I've I've got the stats up. So uh, possession, I think that again, I I was saying this at half time because when I follow it, obviously comes up on the screen as well. I think this is wrong. P- possession, forty nine percent Mansfield, fifty one percent Tranmere. I think that's wrong. Um, shots is more accurate. Eighteen shots Mansfield had, four Tranmere had. Uh, although according to this, we registered two on target, they registered one. Five corners to three uh, and ten fouls to eleven. But the stats I'm more interested in are the ones which don't get published and the ones which the analysts will pick up. How many times did we retain that ball in midfield? How many times did we win the ball um, in dangerous areas and, and create chances from it? And you know, and, and see what percentage that was because I think that gives us a much more clearer indication of where we're progressing as a team. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd take the uh, the I follow uh, stats of a pinch of salt to be fair. Uh, we said the same uh, Tuesday night as well, so a lot of things. That- you know, the I think the yes, the shots and things are a bit more sort of uh, black and white. You, you'd expect them to be more accurate, but uh, I'd have question marks over the possession size. But yeah, I mean, the the if if we won that game today, I'd have said we'd have won it uh, fr- from the midfield because that's where I felt like we you know we, we really did did dominate by like I say breaking uh, breaking up play. Uh, whenever they come forward, when we was uh, winning the ball back, it was always from from Clark or Maris or Charlesley. So. That's where they, you know they deserve so a lot of credit. Um, you know, never mind the fact to you know they, if you're winning the ball in those sort of areas, you've then got more chance to turn it over quickly and getting forward quicker. So um, they, I feel like the defense would probably be giving them a pat on the back today, saying you know thank you for for making our job easier because that's what I, I I believe they did. Yeah, and you've got to you've got to also praise the trust in in that as well because it's quite easy sometimes, and we I think we saw it quite often in the um, the Preston game for you sent a back three to sort of rush out and try and win your head as high and then you get caught. That's your midfield's job to do in that in that area. Let them do their, excuse me, do their jobs and be the engine and, and run that. And I think Graham Coughlin has, has certainly been working on the transitions and it's it'll be interesting to see sort of, you know, a month down the line if that continues and like you said earlier, how many chances and goals um, we get from that. Maybe we should put a call into the analysts and uh, see if we can get some actual facts and figures, which would be quite handy. Yeah, it'd be nice, wouldn't it? I mean, uh, whether we'll go into any detail over the uh, you know the the uh, interviews between now and uh, and, and Saturday, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But um, it'll be interesting to see how we do. You know, obviously this is only one game and not, we've got a good idea of sort of, well, we're getting a good idea of what sort of team we are, but it's also still at this stage very hard to judge because we don't know where the other teams are going to be. So, you know, uh, are Tramie going to be up there? I mean, based on uh, on today's performance, I'd I'd say I'd say no. Uh, but that's not a discredit to us. You know, yeah. we did do well, but they didn't seem anything special. But I could be wrong with that. They could go out on a whoever they play next and uh, and and really put in a, a, good, a good performance. So it'll be interesting, that, you know, five six games into it to see where we really are at. I'll run through the uh, full time scores in a couple of minutes' time. There are eight minutes left of our cool down post match reaction show. So you've got eight minutes just under Nathan Edge to come up with a man of the match for today. Let's briefly speak Mal Benning because um, or Sir Mal to give him his proper title because he. he got a little bit of flack on Tuesday night in in the reaction show following the the Manchester City under 21s match felt that like he was a little bit more um 
he improved a little bit more today. He got into some good areas, put some good deliveries, some decent set pieces uh, in there. Is that due to the fact of the signing yesterday, albeit on a short-term short-term deal, of Stephen McLaughlin that he has now got somebody that he's you know nipping at his heels? Potentially, I mean that's what we said. Uh, you know, it is needed. Really, well, we, I can't remember if we said it on a podcast previously, but we we certainly said it in our group chat. Uh, a bit of competition for for Mal on the on that left hand side, um, you know, certainly isn't gonna uh, gonna harm things as in you know for the for the team's points of point of view. Uh, it might keep him on his toes a little bit more. Might get him sort of working. Not that I don't, I don't think he ever worked hard, but you know, I think um, he did he did improve today, which which was good. But um, I still think uh, you know McLaughlin might be uh, might be in on on Saturday if he's uh, if he's fit. So. Um, It'll be interesting to see what what does happen, but I think he, uh, you know, uh, Mal can certainly come off uh, off the pitch today feeling uh, you know much better about his performance because uh, you know we've got to if we, if we give him stick when he when he when he deserves it, we should also give him credit. And I Correct. don't think uh, him or any other any other player today, uh, you know, did anything wrong really. Yeah, I don't think there's any any player that I can particularly say had a a, a bad game. Obviously, we've given Farron Rawson a little bit of stick as well uh, previously. Um, as well I felt he was quite solid it looks like a, a good partnership and that's something which Clive has said as well he says it looked like the panic defending of last season has been resolved yes I mean I'm not going to get carried away just yet because like I said I still don't think uh, Tramia did test us uh, a great deal but uh, you know said that they did seem uh, a lot more controlled uh, they seemed um, to, to work better together today when they were were called upon, they they did well. So uh, you know, I think like I say credit where where credit's due, and I just I think everybody as a, as a whole team, uh, you know, it was um, a good performance from everyone. You probably give them all a decent, you know, sort of solid seven. You just needed somebody to uh, to step up to the to eight or nine nine sort of yeah. rating to uh, just to unlock that door and 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 get us the three points. Right, that's all we were missing. Now, obviously, you know. First game of the season, there will naturally be some people who are disappointed with a point. But I can honestly say, I don't think I am. I don't think I am disappointed with it. If it was a bad performance, then then I'd probably sort of understand it a little bit more. But it wasn't. Yeah, we were the better side. And I don't think, um, you know, I don't even think the the, the most diehard Dramia fan would, would, would deny that. We, we did play the better football and we created the most chances. So, uh, you know, we probably did... Did uh, you know just edge it in in deserving the win, but it wasn't to be. So um, you know we 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 move on and and see where we can uh, you know how, how we fare against uh, Leighton Orient. I certainly don't think we can be discouraged by uh, today's performance. I think we could be, if anything, encouraged. We said on on Tuesday after the game that for large parts of it, our you know offensive play, our attacking play was good. We played some good stuff on on the deck and tried to get it into wide areas and tried to utilize that. And again, we did that again today, and it's nice to see that that progression as we come down to playing teams of a League Two standard rather than you know sort of judging it by teams two or three levels higher and, and teams who are you know academy status that are probably a level or two higher as well. Mm, yeah, we're heading in the in the right direction. So what like, what more could you really uh, want from this season when it's so early on? You want uh, you want progression. Uh, and, and we're getting that, and like we say, it's it's always so hard to to judge uh, preseason. Uh, you know, they're, they're not the same as competitive football. And then 
when co- competitive football did come around, it was against, um, first of all, championship opposition in Preston away. So you, you're always going to expect to find that difficult. And then, uh, although, albeit it's under 21s, but it's Manchester City we're talking about. And uh, yeah, you know, that's well, a different kind of fish. From Barcelona. So you, it's yeah. going to be tough. So uh, it's, it's this point going forward now where we can really assess where we're at. And um I, I didn't look like we were going to lose today, so that can only be taken as a positive. Again, remember as well, this is against a side that did, well, probably should have still been in League One yeah. when you look at how they were doing last season. Yeah. So uh, we did well. Absolutely. You've got three minutes just under to think of a man of the match. Um, Andy says that his man of the match will be Corey O'Keefe, loosely followed by Cook and Clark. He also says, having watched Mal for four years, he's a slow starter each season. He'll improve with games. Whilst Nathan uh, thinks about his man of the match, I'll run through the uh, full-time scores from Skybet League 2 today and I'll have a little look at the league table as well. Not that it matters one game in a long long way to go in this brand new journey uh, Barrow in their League 2 debut drew one all at home to Stevenage Bolton nil, Forest Green Rovers 1 Bradford and Colchester played out a 0-0 draw at Bradford Cambridge 3 Carlisle United nil. Cheltenham 1 Morecambe 2 Oldham nil, Leighton Orient 1 of course we go to Leighton Orient next weekend they're after a winning start as are Port Vale who beat uh, Crawley Town by 2 goals nil at home uh, Cam's new team Salford and Exeter drew uh, two apiece Cam by the way couldn't join us uh, tonight due to the fact that he's having his stuff delivered to his unifat secretly Nath I think he's on the way back from a Salford game yeah oh absolutely he's probably been starting outside the gate he's just peeking through thinking one day I'll be in there <laughs> one day I'll be in there the other three games uh, Scunthorpe United won Newport County won Warsaw won Grimsby nil and by far the result of the day Southend United nil Harrogate Town four Harrogate <laughs> off to an absolute flyer and uh, after one game um, I'm sure they'll be delighted with uh, that start after one game Nathan Edge are the League Two leaders? Who'd have seen that coming six months ago? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure they'll be uh, they'll be buzzing after that start. Uh, but I think it says a lot about Southend United as well. I mean, they're going to struggle. Yeah. I know you shouldn't say it after one match, but um, you know that when you look at the team they've got, I think they're going to really struggle this season. So uh, when do we play them? I hope it's soon. Cause it'd be nice to uh, have a look. hopefully get fi- uh, get that win. I'll just find <laughs> my fixtures. Where are we, where are we going? Uh, Southend's going through my fixtures. It's in December, nineteenth yeah. of December. So uh, at home when we play them. Not so soon then. But, um, but yeah, it, obviously it's um, the first first day. So basically, uh, can't take much out of the the league table certainly uh, now or in the next few weeks. But um, it's uh, interesting there. There's a few of the favourites, your, your likes of, of Bolton also losing. So yeah, um, it's very, very difficult to judge over, over pre-season. You don't know what's going to happen. So, um, you know, like I say, we can only look at today on a, on a whole. And um, the fact that we played encouragingly and, and uh, looks pretty strong at the back and we've got a point so at least it's a point on the board. It certainly is. We have got five seconds, four, three, two, one man of the match time Nathan Edge who are you, who are you putting forward between one between three uh, I think uh, I got somebody said it in the comments earlier but between Clark O'Keefe and Cook for me but uh, I'm going to give it Cook I think he worked hard and um, most things going forward he, he played a, a positive part in it 
it was almost the all-round performance apart from a goal. So uh, my man of match today is uh, is Andy Cook. Again, I think I'm going to agree with you on again on the top three of um, Cook, Clark, and uh, O'Keefe, and I'll also agree with you on Andy Cook as well for two reasons. Obviously, his gameplay today, I felt he looked fit, he looked sharp, he chased things down, he had an eagerness, eagerness about him, like you say, an all-round performance, um, bar for a goal, but also the fact that you know. Six months or so ago, he was playing for Tranmere. It looked like he wouldn't play for Mansfield again. He's come back in. He's been told he's getting a chance. He's been given the chance. And every, every time he's played, he's sort of given his all. And I think that's a, a good committed attitude that I want to see um, go forward. Well, that's pretty much it. That's it. Time to get on with the rest of our Saturday nights. Cam, as we say, will be um, unpacking his boxes and finding his Salford shirt and Salford mugs. What have you got planned for the rest of the night, Mr. Edge? Uh, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to a Chinese tonight, so uh, so yeah, that that's uh, something to look forward to. I think it will be uh, probably a McDonald's for me. I'd have thought we had Chippy last night, so maybe even a Nando's. Who knows? Uh, the possibilities are literally endless. But I will certainly be I'll certainly be doing that. Um, in the knowledge that Mansfield Town are off to a good start, we will see you. Um, just for your own personal social calendar, Mr. Edge, either on Wednesday or Thursday of this week as we uh, do the uh, usual podcast. I think Wednesday will probably be best because it's the middle of the week, but we'll wait and see. Uh, We will discuss that between ourselves and I look forward to that. I'm actually looking forward. It's been actually a while since we've done a normal podcast. It's just been these post-match ones um, as well. But we've got, certainly got lots of, lots to talk about. The signing of McLaughlin, today's game, whatever gets said post-match and looking forward as well. Isn't it a good feeling, although we can't be there, just to end on, although we can't be there to watch it in person, to hear the sound of the turnstile clicking, to smell the bovril wafting across the terraces, to make those friendships, it's nice to have competitive league football, regular football back, because two or three weeks ago when we were talking about football, if we're honest, we didn't really know when the next game was coming because they weren't announced in front of us. It's good to have a schedule, it's good to be back on track, let's get to the next step now, and that's getting in the ground. Yeah, can't can't agree more. Uh, it doesn't doesn't quite feel the same, but um, I am happy to uh, to be here and actually, uh, you know, you know, watching and listening to a to an actual Stags competitive match, uh, to have league football, to have other results to look at. Uh, you know, it's it's nice to at least have football back in in some form, but let's hope it's not too long till at least uh, some of us are allowed back in the in the stadiums. Fingers crossed. Those are the thoughts of Nathan Edge. I've been Craig Priest. Thank you very much for watching and commenting at home. If you listen to the audio version of this, don't worry if you want to join in the post-match chat. After every game, 15 minutes after the full-time whistle, until fans are allowed back in stadia to 100% capacity, we will be doing the cool-down post-match reaction show. Mansfield Town have started their next chapter with a brand-new squad with a goalless draw at home to Tranmere Rovers. A clean sheet, a point. All right, we didn't get the goal we wanted, even though we deserved it. But it's a positive way and a positive foot forward. Join us in midweek for the usual regular Mansfield Matters podcast. And of course, next Saturday, as the Stags head to London to face Leighton Orient. The Stags are up and running. It's a point, and they've got a point to prove. See you next time. Good night.
TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.